Daddy Squared. Gay Dad Saved the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello, Alex. Hello. You always laugh when I start talking. <laughs> Now it's when you start a, talking, a, now I'm thinking that you know my accent you, is weird. It's not well, your accent is weird, but that's not the point. Go ahead. You know that yesterday we talked with the uh, Romain, and he told us about the quiche. So it kind of inspired me, and I decided to make a quiche. Yes. And so I bought spinach and mushrooms, and then he messaged me. He was like, "Hey, I just made spinach and mushroom quiche," and I'm like, "Okay, this is a sign from God." I have exactly these ingredients. Let's try that. This is, by the way, what God spends his time doing. Instead of, of course, bringing us a cure for the COVID virus, he's sending messages about quiche. spinach and quiche. So how um, did it come out? Um, it, was, it was good. I think that... Alex I, has been very polite. No, 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 no. Listen, I ate two pieces of it. It was very nice. I think that it probably was lacking some... Everything. It might have needed more egg inside it or something like that. Look, it was very it, good. It wasn't quiche. It was uh, mashed potatoes uh, on top of a pastry never, puff. In a marriage, you're never supposed to say that a person is like their mother. But in this way, my husband is just like his mother because oh every time God. his mother brings a dish out of the... You married my mother. How no, does that feel? God it feels that... I know. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, every time you bring a, she brings a dish out of the kitchen, she says... This one didn't work out that well for me, you know, every time. So I'm just saying, it actually was just fine. We ate all of it. Let's move on. Oh, also, there was, I think, a book in like the 1980s, I want to say, called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Seriously? I never, yeah. I never read is the that, I never is read that the a book because book? it's, I know, I think it was like some kind of semi-funny book about gender. I don't really know. I really don't care because you can eat whatever the hell you want to eat and you know since we're gay men anyway you know we can quiche it all day long and it doesn't matter i want to give a shout out to eric hopkins in michigan he wrote us such a nice message about um about the podcast and he's not a dad but he's a nurse in the covid19 unit specifically so yeah, let's not and, uh, mess and around he listens to us so hi and also alex we got an email from kevin in south africa here's your first uh, customer to buy the calendar that your decontamination oh he wants calendar. yeah he wants the calendar he wants the calendar he says that uh, maybe we can uh, engage michael stokes to um to collaborate and, and take the photos, and I think it will be very oh interesting. Oh, my God, I love it. I mean, there is a that's part of the flaw with the calendar is we'd have to get the photographer to actually be in the room, and nobody wants to be in the room with these people while they're decontaminating themselves. But you know what? Apple, who is not a sponsor of Daddy Squared, but really could be if they wanted to, does all of those, um, you know, uh, f this photo taken on iPhone posters all over the place. It could be done. I'm yes. telling you. Um, yeah, but let's let's uh, let's leave it for a little bit. Wait, also isn't <laughs> Tim, people? Wait, also isn't Tim Cook a gay? He's a gay. So, do you want to photograph him? No, but he's the head of Apple. So, I want his money. This isn't that complicated. All right, let's. Uh, today we're calling. Oh, listen. Today we have another um, another couple. Oh, we're doing so that. We have another power couple, uh, Jonathan and Blair. They are in. West Virginia, uh -huh. and uh, Jonathan is a is a paramedic, and Blair is a TV reporter. Oh dear God! Why do people have to make me feel so bad about myself? Wow, huh? 
so we're, we're going to start today. We're going to interview Jonathan. Tomorrow we're going to interview Blair. And you'll get the full view of a couple who works at, uh, as essential, essential workers. Let's call Jonathan. Let's do it. Hello, it's Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. How are you? We're doing well, thank you. Just got the kids to bed, so it's always better after that. Oh my God, yes. Um, Yeah, that's a dreamy, dreamy time. Unfortunately, dreamy usually means I'm asleep, but still. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks Uh, for having me. Sure. Um, First of all, where are you geographically? Share that with us. Sure. We're right outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. Oh, okay. We've been here for, almost, gosh, almost a year. It doesn't even seem like quite a year, but uh, we came from Boston. So uh, tell us a little bit about your work and how has it changed during the pandemic? Sure. So uh, I'm a paramedic and I've been a paramedic now for 20 years and um, it's definitely changed. It's com- I've seen a lot in 20 years. Um, I responded to the Pentagon on 9-11. Oh, wow. um, I've been in Guatemala and delivered a baby. I've been to mission trips there. I've delivered babies in the back of a cab. I've held family members' hands when their loved one is taking their last breath, but nothing prepared me for COVID-19. And here's why is because I knew from, I started out as a firefighter, then became a paramedic. And I knew that from day one, that's a risky job. You're going into situations that are sometimes dangerous, that you you may not know what waits for you on the other side of the door, but right. that never meant putting my husband and my three kids at risk. And that's a game changer for me because now what I could be bringing home and not even knowing it could harm them. Right. So, so you, um, you go into work and when you are done, um, you come home, you, I assume you clean yourself off like crazy before you come into the house. Oh, it's, it's now quite the process. So I, uh, so in Boston, I worked as a, uh, paramedic in an ambulance and the same when we were back in Charlotte, North Carolina, I worked as a paramedic where I was in a medic truck. I'm now, uh, at a critical care paramedic in an emergency department. And so there, as it's a little different, but you're still exposed to several patients and, and many more patients in a day than what you would be if you were answering a 911 call responding. So the process now, it's it's quite lengthy. So I before I even leave work, I change clothes. Um, and I get in the car, drive home. Thank goodness for a garage. Thank goodness it's not December because... I get out yeah. of the car, I grab the Lysol, I spray it down, I wipe it down because that same car my husband and my kids are using. Wow. Um, and then uh, my husband, who even at 1 a.m. meets me at the door with a brown paper bag. I take all my clothes off there, um, put them in a bag and go right to the laundry. And then I go right to the shower. Uh, luckily, for the most part, I come home after the kids are asleep. There's been a few shifts I've worked where that's not the case. And that's very difficult for them to understand, like, you can't hug on Dada right now. Right. Yeah. How old are they? Uh, so our oldest is seven, and our middle son is six, and then our youngest is three. Wow. Oh, well, we might as well divert to that for a second. How'd you get them, if you don't mind us asking? We assume uh, oh, it didn't sure. just pop no, out naturally. No, I don't naturally. mind at all. So Zeke, uh, we went through, a, our oldest son, Zeke, is seven, and uh, we went through a 
private agency out uh, on the West Coast in California. We were actually in the delivery room, got to cut his cord um, and have a great relationship with his birth mom, Cash. Our second son is six and his mom is a family friend and she actually reached out to us because she had cash for a few months and then decided she wanted to go the adoption route. Okay. And then her third son, Jameson, we just adopted in November and we went through the foster system um, in Massachusetts. So let me see if I understand. We're talking about Zeke, uh, Cash, and Jameson? Right, that's right. Sounds are like a good you, country band. I was going to say, right? are you starting a country band or a casino? <laughs> Holy. That's right. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so back to your work for a minute. Um, so uh, are you yourself finding that you're seeing or, or uh, transporting a lot of uh, COVID patients? We have seen an increase definitely in COVID patients. Um, they're starting to kind of, It's we're starting to see, I, wouldn't, I want to be careful about saying that because we're starting to see just a tick bit of slower. But yeah, we've definitely, I've taken directly care of COVID patients and some COVID patients that have been quite sick. Actually, here's a, a question I wanted to ask. So if you're in the job of picking them up, how do you know that they're COVID patients at that point? So a lot of times is what will happen is uh, the dispatcher now, they ask more of series series of questions as well as they do as you're transporting to the hospital. So the questions will be, uh, does the patient have a cough? Does the patient have a fever? Are they short of breath? Uh, have they been exposed to someone with COVID-19? And as you know, that's been involved because as what we're finding is there's so many more symptoms now um, that were initially not told or not realized because, you know, the, the World Health Organization and the CDC, they're learning about this as we go. It's like, I kind of use the analogy of like, it's uh, building a plane while it's flying. Right. What are the other symptoms? Yeah, what are some of the more subtle symptoms that we were not, you know, the cough and the, other than the cough fever and shortness of breath? So uh, one of the symptoms that, uh, that has been noticed is uh, pink eye. That's one. And then another symptom is gastro. So nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, weakness. Um loss of taste is another one that you oh. we've, we've heard about that a lot but that's kind of a unique one as well and then some are just like general fatigue where people do not feel well and you know now that the testing is more readily available we're seeing some patients that may come in for something else but they're getting tested and they come back positive and right. they have no symptoms of anything that would be related to COVID, but yet they're coming back positive. Right. And those, and those people are sent home and told to isolate themselves and really nothing more than that. Right. Right. That's yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah. So isolate for 14 days or if you've had the test, if you haven't had the test 72 hours um, after you become fever free. Got yeah. it. So, so Zeke, Cash, and Jameson, um, how do you keep these kids occupied? I, I assume they're in school. Yeah, both of you are working, right? So we're both working. Um, Blair, luckily, has turned our office into a studio. Um, the boys have made really cute signs for him that says, Daddy's on the air. Blair's a TV national TV news anchor, oh. correspondent. Um, and so it's... Uh, it's kind of funny. The other day I was working and our nanny was not feeling well. So we said, you know, stay home. We don't want you around us or the kids. Sure. And um, she's not around me at all just because of what I've been exposed to. But Blair, for the most part, has been home. 
Um, but he was in the middle of a newscast uh, with the Atlanta TV station, and our son Cash walked in to let him know the pizza delivery guy was here live <laughs> on TV. There's Cash in his pajamas coming in to say, Daddy, the pizza's here. Excellent. Excellent. I assume that he stopped the broadcast in order to go and eat some pizza because that would be what he, I would do. He did. That's right. Of course, pizza always trumps politics, right? So, but they're so they're they're in school. They're they're doing uh, remote learning and stuff like that. Right. We are doing remote learning. You know, yeah. I'm trying to keep it fun, and it's a great opportunity in the mornings to talk about you know, respect and what does it mean to love others and what does it mean to be kind to your brothers or strangers. But like for Earth Day, we walked our neighborhood and we picked up things that were recyclable and put them in the recycling can. You know, we've, uh, we have a butterfly habitat. We've started to grow a garden for the first time. We'll see how it goes. Wow. Um, and then, you know, like, so we're doing things like that where it's more like hands-on, but we're also, you know, they're, um, in kindergarten and first grade. And so we are, uh, we're doing a lot of online stuff. You know, it's kind of hard to keep their attention with a teacher talking to them online. So we haven't done a ton of that. You do have to kind of sign in and let them know that you're there, but we're doing a lot. They kind of send the week home and we kind of do that. We've kind of made up our own spelling words, you know, but we're also kind of being a little relaxed with it. I will tell you, um, I usually do it because Blair's days are pretty much the same, but the days I'm not here, uh, it doesn't quite get done always. Like we had a day the other day where Blair texts me and he goes, I'm so confused. What's password to clever? What's dream box? What's math whiz? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're just going to learn about jumping on the trampoline all day. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah. Understood. We, we do have a question that we save for the end of the podcast. Um, that we hope you can really unburden yourself about. And and that is, we'd like you to describe the meal that you are the most ashamed of having eaten in the last week. Oh my gosh. You know what? We went yesterday actually to this country store out and we just had to get out of the house because the boys were going crazy and we just had to change the scene to the car. So we put on a movie and I went and got this, it's called Death by Chocolate Milkshake. And so it's a chocolate milkshake. It's uh, got a Hershey's almond candy bar, a macadamia chocolate cookie, chocolate covered pretzels, whipped cream, drizzled and chocolate and sprinkles. And then today I put my jeans on and I'm like, geez, these things are a little tight. <laughs> well, What's going on? I'll take two of these. Well, I assume you have a defibrillator, right? I mean, so it should be fine. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it comes with its own, like, you know, defibrillator in case you go have a heart attack. Yeah. Jonathan, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And thank you so much for what you're doing during this time. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for reaching out and, you know, trying to find out what's going on. We really appreciate it. And um, we look forward to uh, talking more about it. All right. Yeah. Be well. Stay safe. That is great.